This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 332 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today, oh, Bob, it's a jewel of an episode. I couldn't help myself. I am so sorry. It's a treasure. But we have, it's, a treasure. it's a treasure. I love it. <laughs> we have Bob Lanzieri of John Michael's Diamond and Jewelry Studio. Bob, welcome. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, you did pretty good with that last name. I like that. Most people look like it at the death, but that was a good deal. <laughs> you must have been practicing. I must have been. You know, I was up last. I could hardly sleep. I was like, oh, I got to get this name down. <laughs> yeah, just, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. Well, well, thank you. I, I don't often get it right, so I appreciate the props. That's good. <laughs> so you've been a staple in Cape Coral. You're doing a lot of wonderful wonderful things uh but i'm gonna let you share with our listeners what you're doing over there okay so john michael's jewelry has been around for around 30 30 something years now 30 plus years mm. and the, the uh, original owner was obviously john michael and he passed away a couple of years ago um and his family was running the location and they were just just wanted to move along and move out so um we stepped in and bought it my brother and myself and um We've been running it for, since uh, September was a year, so it's about a year and a half now. Um, we're a full-service jewelry store. We have a full-time uh, on-staff jeweler. We do all sorts of uh, jewelry repairs, anything from a simple solder all the way up to um, creating uh, all kinds of custom jewelry. We do custom work. Um, you can bring in some of your older jewelry that you have, and we can repurpose it and make it into something different. Uh, maybe something more modern, maybe something that more pertains to your life, that reminds you of something. Like right now we're doing um, an angel wing uh, ring for a lady whose family member passed away. And she's putting in the birthstone and the favorite stones, and it's going to be an angel wing. So that's one of the projects we're working on. We do some stuff for uh, Williamson Construction. Um, they do some custom rings for their uh, employees that have been there, I think, eight or ten years. So we, oh, do, we do work good. for them. That's a great um, idea. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's, huh. it's, it's nice. People, you know, people really appreciate something like that other than your, you know, typical run-of-the-mill thing. So he pretty much does these gold rings for his uh, employees, puts the wow. uh, Williamson Brothers initials on them, and it's a pretty cool gift. It's a pretty neat thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Nice. Like winning the Super Bowl almost. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> it's a company ring. It's exactly. And you can, make yeah. it, you can make it as simple or as elaborate, you know, as you like and, the only limitations we have basically is what you can think. Um, what we will do here is we will put it into a um, uh, a workable perspective. Let's say that you know you some people come in with you know I want I want diamonds all the way around and I want you know this flipping upside down and I want this guy talking to this guy and it's like well, you know that's not gonna this is how it's gonna look when it's done. Oh yeah, we really like it. We really like it. So you know we work with people all day. Um, wow. Trying to trying to. You know, trying to a lot of people come in with jewelry from past mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, you know, relatives, and what they want to do is they want to memorialize them in jewelry. They mm -hmm. want to use the diamonds from their mom's engagement ring. They want to use, you know, their father's setting to to make something with. So we do a lot of that too, and it's fun. It's fun mm -hmm. in a sense because you really get to you really get close to people. Like selling somebody something is fine. It's great. It's a good thing. But my 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 angle in business is always it's always been this way. I mean, I've been in been in my own businesses for I'm 58 years old, so probably since I'm 15 years old, um, I own the food truck. 
I worked as a Japanese noodle chef. I owned a trucking company. I did a warehouse. I had a warehousing company. Um, I owned two restaurants, one in Benito and one in Naples, a couple of during the George Bush Great Depression or recession, wow. whatever you want to call. We lost that. Um, <clears throat> so I've done quite a few things. I, I made yeah. I was a pizza maker. I was a waiter. You know, I'm a father. I have some that has autism. So I learned yeah. ABA, which is applied behavior analysis. I learned all kinds of uh, human interaction and contact and, you know, what makes things work, what makes people work and stuff. So like, I got this really broad spectrum. I don't know a lot about any one thing, but I know a little bit about of a lot of things. And so it helps me to relate to people when we're talking about stuff. And I, always, right. I always tell people I have all these files in my head that are just full of all kinds of stuff. And <laughs> it helps me because I'm able to relate to people. Like right now, we're working with the Southwest Florida Horse Rescue Program, which is on the border of uh, Punta Gorda and North Fort Myers. And I had horses when I was younger. <clears throat> and I had, I was, I rode in uh, rodeos and I rode in different kinds of events. And so I know a lot about horses. So when I talked to her, she was like, wow, you really know a lot about horses. Well, I don't know a lot about them, but I know a little bit about them because I had them. And I, right. we, were able to, we became very close. Um, Tina Garrett is her name. She runs that facility at Southwest Florida horse rescue. Um, and you know, we do, we make jewelry for them, horse related that I donate. Um, I'll donate some of the, some jewelry that we have in the shop when she has an auction or something. And, um, you know, just to help her kind of raise money, raise awareness. And, and it's, and it's something I like to do. I work with a lot of the autism communities. Uh, a lot of them were in New Jersey because that's where my son was born. And that's where, you know, all this erupted in New Jersey. I mean, he's 27 now. But I've been working with autism foundations in different ways, shapes, and forms to try to help them with teaching. We started a nonprofit organization when JT, that's my son, he was two and a half. So that's over 25 years ago, and it's still going. It's called POAC, Parents of Autistic Children. And our goal was to raise money to teach teachers and paraprofessionals in public school districts how to work with children with autism because there was nothing out there. So we created the first. Uh, academic-based middle school program for the kids. We created a high school program. We did a lot with that. So I like doing that kind of stuff also. And that's part of, but that's part of the business deal. You know, I, I don't want to make this, say this old cliche, but everybody says, you know, it's not always about the money. But for me, it's not always about the money. It really, mm -hmm. really isn't always about the money because obviously I need the money to pay my bills and stuff, but there are more important things in my life and in my world than, you know, squeezing every last dollar out of something or, you know, work or whatever the case may be. I like to work, but I also like to get myself involved with people. I like to talk to them. You know, what's your, what are you upset about? You know, your cancer came back. Okay. Let's talk about it. Or, you know, your dog died. Let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about how I, let me talk to you, how I can help you maybe just overcome it or arise above it. Let's put it that right. way for the little bit of time that you're spending with us. So that's a big focus. And I know it's not a lot for a lot of people in business, and a lot of people will say, well, you're wasting a lot of time, but that's that's who I am. And I can't I, I, I can't change that. And I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said earlier, it's, it's got to be so fulfilling at the end of the day. Uh, you know, it's it's certainly an investment of your time, but you get to know folks. You're you're helping them continue, you know, wh whether it's their, you know, the, the memories of their parents. Right kids, you know, whatever it is, and uh, you get to be a part of that. I mean, that's that's special. You know, and, and jewelry, people don't, you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but jewelry is very intimate to people. There are yeah. a lot of people, see, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, 
I'm not a, a materialistic guy, okay? Like, I, you know, it doesn't. If you like something I'm wearing and I'm in the store and it, everything I'm wearing is for sale, basically. So if you say, hey, that's a really beautiful bracelet you have on, I really like it, and I'll take it off and show it to you. If you really like it, I'll sell it to you because I don't. I'm not really. I don't really attach to. Yeah. I don't really attach to physical things. However, <clears throat> a lot of people, um, it's almost have a very, very uh, close. It seems like a close relationship, an intimate relationship with their jewelry, and. If you can't understand that, then you're not a, you're not going to succeed in what you do because it may not be that way to me, but it's that way to them. And their perception is 100% of their belief. So having said that, you have to kind of perceive the way they do. And I try to always perceive things the way you would perceive it. I like to know how you look at it. How do you feel about it? Mm. You know, what do you think about this kind of thing? And then I want to hear what you have to say because then it, it only educates me to be a better person in right. the long run. All right. So how about your journey? I mean, <laughs> trucking business, restaurants, yep. teaching. Bankruptcy, no money, eating peanut butter sandwiches because, you know. We, hey, man, you haven't lived unless you've been through bankruptcy. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and peanut yeah. butter sandwiches. <laughs> and standing online in public. You know, there's, I have this thing. And standing online in public and not being able to afford what's on the belt because – you know what that that's we lost everything we lost the house and everything and we had to figure out what to do so you know you have to take stuff off and put it back yeah. and you know most people would say oh you know that's that's so embarrassing it's not embarrassing it's a part of life so what i do now is i make it my business if i ever and i have in many many occasions seen people starting to put stuff back on the belt i automatically tell them no no no, put it through i'll pay for it i'll pay for it and wow. i've paid for i've paid for quite a few people and you know what i don't want anything i don't they always ask me for my name and can i get i want to mail you back the money i'm not interested mm -hmm. i didn't do it because i wanted you to mail me back the money i did it because i know how it feels and it's not yeah. for a lot of, for a lot of people it's not a fun thing me and whatever it is it is that's the way i look at it but a lot of people it's not so you know why bother um yeah. I, I it's stupid it's money you know i'll, I'll yeah. go tomorrow and hopefully we'll make some more um so it was important for me. So the bankruptcies, the divorce, I went through, you know, a pretty ugly divorce 15 years ago. Um, you know, I have a son with autism who, you know, son with autism, the easiest way to explain to people is, you know, you plan a trip to go to Italy. You learn Italian, you learn the meals, you learn the food, you get on a plane and it lands in Holland. Now what do you do? Because you don't speak the language, you don't know what's going on. So you either have, in my life, you have one of two choices. You either do something about it or you just shut up and take it. I mean, pick your poison. It's one or the other. I prefer to, to do something about it. So when he was diagnosed, we started looking for different treatments and stuff, and everything was so backwards and so like, oh my god, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't train, teach my dog this the way you people are trying to teach the kids. And it wasn't their fault. It wasn't a personal. Right. It was just that was the curriculum. That was the way people did things. Yeah. So yeah. we raised a lot of money. We raised over a million dollars from the time I was president. We never took any money from any. Um, uh, institutions or governments or anything. We didn't do grants. We just, we went out and we raised money to, to fund these teachers and to fund these pilot classroom programs. So that was a big part of my life. So yeah. I did that, you know, and then, you know, autism and a lot of other things came into play and, you know, I got divorced because, you know, life got, life got crazier. Um, you know, then I moved to Florida and I opened now, the restaurant. And, and just, just to interject, I mean, yeah. No one truly understands the impact having a 
you know, a child with a disability or a child who's sick and, and what that does, not just to the marriage, just to the family in yep. general. I mean, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. It, it's listen, let's not, I don't want to get, I don't want, no, it's yeah. not brutal. No, it's not brutal. And you know what? Well, I, I mean, it's it, not, it's not, it's not that hard, Charlie. If you're, if you're, and here's the point. Okay. This is the thing that, that this is one of the things that set me ablaze. Okay. You wake up every morning. Your son is whatever age, five, six, seven, eight years old. You wake up every morning. You get him dressed. You go to the little league field. You watch him on the little league play. You play with him. You come home. You play. You're pushing baseball. You're watching baseball. You're doing all this stuff. Okay. Fine. Because you like baseball. Okay. My aspect on my life is my son's got autism and we have to work with him so that he can learn the things that we take for granted. Like I'm hungry. Like how do I ask for food? How do I uh, how do I ask for water? Um, how do I uh, ask for anything? So our goal was instead of going on a baseball field and teaching him how to pitch, catch, or hit, we taught him how to ask for food. We taught him how to uh, sit down and be civilized and eat with a knife and fork and put your napkin on and everything. I mean, and he's a superstar today. He's an absolute. I mean, he's autistic. He'll never be able to function on. He'll never be able to live by himself. He'll never be. Um, you know, he'll always need supervision, but. He's a superstar. He's a mega, mega superstar in everything that he does. Yeah. Good for you guys, man. So it's 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 like anything else. It's work. Yeah. I mean, you raise your you try to raise your typical kids. And I have a typical son too, who's a absolute stellar star. And you know, and I mean what I mean by that is I mean that they're that they're comfortable with themselves, that they don't get into any kind of trouble. They don't, you know, my oldest boy doesn't drink, he doesn't, you know, do drugs, he doesn't do and he's do and he has a job and he takes care of himself. And actually, when he was a baby, when he was younger, he used to take care of his brother. He used to give him showers and take him to the bathroom and stuff because, and I don't want to get graphic, but because it was just something that we did in our household. Sure. And and to this day, he still tells us, don't worry, you know, because the biggest fear of a parent with a disabled child is what happens when you're gone. That's the biggest thing. But he's always said, don't worry, you know, he'll stay with me. He's not going nowhere. So that helps well, how so? How did you get into the jewelry business? With you know, what was that I've journey? Always, I've always liked sparkly jewelry, nice things. Mm-hmm. I always liked jewelry. I always was into it. And then um, when about twenty years ago, fifteen twenty years ago, when we filed for the bankruptcy and we had all those problems and stuff, there was we had to figure out what to do. We didn't. I worked for a few little places here and there, but most places I worked for told me that I was overqualified to work there. That I was overshadowing the boss or overshadowing the people because. I was never really worked for anybody. I own my own business. So I always, I do, I only have one speed and that's forward and right. I don't do things half-assed. I don't do things, you know, I don't do things different for you because you pay me more than the other guy. I do the same for both of you. Okay. And then it stays equal for me. I don't pick and choose that kind of stuff. And I started doing yard sales and I started doing estate sales and I started buying jewelry and I started buying costume jewelry. And then I really started investigating that. And then I started a, then me and my brother started doing, you know, more estates and more jewelry. Then we started buying from people. And then we started, you know, it just snowballed into this. Yeah. We have an estate jewelry store on the other side of the bridge in Fort Myers. It's called Judy's Estate Jewelry and Antiques. And then we do antiques and antique jewelry, diamonds, all this, you know, all the kind of jewelry, 1920s, uh, Victorian, stuff like that. So that's what we started about five years ago in a store. And then I did not want a retail business because I don't want to deal with employees and I don't want to deal with all this stuff. But my brother was like, no, this is a great opportunity. You know, you got to do it. And I love my brother to death, but we're like oil and water. So <laughs> I, have store, I have my store. We're together in 
I'm, you know, we work together as much as we can. And mm-hmm. so that's how we got into jewelry. And it's been, you know, been ever since. That's great. That's great. How about outside of the business? What are you doing when you're not working? What are you doing for fun? <laughs> we just talked about this this morning. I haven't had a real vacation in probably 20 years. Hmm. Um, what do I do outside of work? Work. Think about work, how to figure out what I have to do, you know, to make to make the place better, to make myself better, you know, to do things better. Um, I love fishing. I absolutely love fishing. That's why I love being in Florida. Um, I have a friend that has a boat. We go out once, you know, once a month, once in a while. Um, I am, you know, I just kind of, I'm a big spiritualist guy. I'm very into spirituality. I'm very into not religion, but spirituality and the forces that work to make our lives better and to make other people's lives better. Um, you know, I'm into a lot of different things, astrology, psych, tarot card reading. I've been reading tarot cards since I'm 12 years old. So that's, I like to do that on my spare time. I like to read books about that stuff. I like to get involved in that. In fact, um, January 27th and 29th, my friend who's a very uh, well-known astrologer in New Jersey is coming here and doing two sessions, two gallery sessions here at the store at six o'clock at night. Um, what he does is we bring 15 people in and he does like kind of a walk around, talks to them, you know, sees what he feels and hears and, you know, talks to people. It's very good. We've done it a few times in other places. So that's going to be at the shop, um, in a week. And like, do you ever sit back and wonder, Bob, how many past lives you've lived? Yeah. No, I already know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's funny. I live. I live several lives simultaneously. Actually, if you want to know the truth, I don't know about <laughs> past lives, but I live simultaneously. You know, I work this job, and then you know, I do the horse rescue. I, I try to help the horse rescue folks and go down there and you know do some things with them. And then, like I said, I'm involved in my spirituality. I try to do that as much as possible. I love the beach because it's a good grounding place for me. Mm-hmm. I love nature because it's a good grounding place for me. I don't like to be around crowds of people. I'm not a bar guy. Um, you know, you're not going to yeah. find me sitting at the bar having a beer at the end of the bar. I can't stand beer. I don't drink. Um, but, you know, that's – so my yeah. fun basically evol- revolves around just – I love to talk to people and I love to feel what people are feeling. That's yeah. kind of like my deal. So you mentioned tarot cards for our yeah. listeners who uh, – who have seen it but really don't know about it. Do you, do you have like a 30, 60 second primer on uh, what that's all about? Basic tarot. Okay. Any kind of the metaphysical world is everybody handles it. Everybody handles it differently. I'll tell you how I do it. Okay. It's very simple. The tarot cards are not on the table for me. They're on the table for you so that you can focus on something. I don't really need anything to sit with you and look at you and kind of, talk to you about what's going on, what's not happening, what's happening. So some people use the tarot cards and actually do do their readings um, from what the tarot cards show. To me, I don't need anything. I don't need a piece of jewelry. I don't need anything. I can talk to people on the phone. I can meet people out in the street. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've walked up to people, and it's it's a long story and I won't go into it, but I can't tell you how many times I've walked up to people and just said things to them because that's what I felt that they were thinking, right? That's what I was told to say. And uh-huh. they'll just look at me and they'll say to me, how, how, you don't, how did you know that? Wait, wait, you know, tell me more. And I don't have any more. I only have that. That's what I have for you. I have this message. I, you know, like there was one lady and, you know, she was, I walked into a Starbucks and she was sitting outside. And, and as I walked past her, I could hear her thinking, 
you know, am I making the right move? Am I doing the right thing? I don't know. You know, this one said this. So I walked into the Starbucks and was getting my coffee and I was arguing with myself because I wasn't, didn't want to say anything to her. Right. Let's face it. You know, somebody walks up to you and just, you kind of, you know, it's kind of weird. I mean, it just is. But <laughs> by the time I got outside, I had no choice. So I just went over to the table and I said to the woman, I said, listen, you know, I can hear you across the room wondering if the decision you made is right. The decision you made is right because you made it. If you keep involving other people yeah. and taking other people's opinions, it's only going to water down your choice. It's a good decision. Just go for it. And, you know, she wanted to know who I was. How did I know my name and stuff? And I'm like, no, that's not what this is all about. This is just me about me telling you this. Have a nice day. Wow. God bless you. And, I, you know, it's happens. It happens. It happens more times than not. Let me put it wow. It happens more times than not. And I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. It's a blessing, but it also is a huge curse. A huge yeah. curse. Because sometimes you just, you hear, I hear all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So that's what helps me here too. Because I can sit with somebody. Yeah. I can yeah. sit like, you know, we have a customer who's had cancer and we were talking to her. And, you know, my first time I met her about seven months ago. And an older woman, and we were talking, and she was sitting, and I looked at her, and I said, you, you, you okay? And she said, well, you know, this, this, that. I said, yeah. I said, I could see it. I said, but it's in remission. I said, I could see it's in remission. I said, I don't see it as spreading. And she said, and she started to cry. And I said, what are you crying about? She said, I just came out of the doctor, and the doctor told me that it's in remission, and it stopped spreading. I said to her, but you have to be really careful, I said, because it's got a good chance that, you know, it could erupt back, so make sure you keep up with your appointments. So she was, and she was doing it. And the last one she went to, it came back. So, and I told her, I said, we knew that that was going to happen. I said, so you now have to prepare yourself for, you know, what's the next move? Mm -hmm. And we talked, you know, and she was crying and stuff. And she, was, we got to be very friendly over the last five or six months. So, you know, wow. I just try to help people in that aspect because everybody's so quick to beat everybody up and everybody's so quick to yeah. poo poo people or ignore them or discount them, you know, and, um, and because, wow. of, because of JT's autism, it gives me a different mm. um, perspective of things. It's not the same as everybody else. I don't see things like everybody else does. Because to get for JT to learn to talk, it took seven and a half, almost eight years before he started talking. And, you know, potty training and getting yourself dressed. And, I mean, took going to Walmart and not having him flip out because he couldn't buy a tape took me six months of two or three days a week just getting in the car and driving to the end of the block. Oh, we're going to go to Walmart. Yeah, but we're not going to buy anything. We're only going to look. Okay, and then we get two more blocks. I want to buy a tape. I'm going to have to turn around and go back home, and we'd start all over. And, I mean, you know, it took months and months and months. And finally, after a while, we made it one run through Walmart where he didn't ask to buy the tape. And, of course, I made a big thing out of it, and I bought him the tape anyway because he didn't <laughs> ask for it. So it's kind of stuff like that that's really – you would be surprised how much it's helped me in – Yeah. Just running a business in life. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. It really is. It's it's like I said, it's a curse. It's a, it's a gift, but it's a curse yeah, a lot too. Because yeah. I I can feel a lot of people's suffering. I can feel a lot of people's yeah. um, anxieties. Let's put it this way. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Well, Bob, I, I got to admit, I did not see all this coming. I thought I'm sorry. Were... I know it's supposed to be about John Michaels. And we, <laughs> I know that, but, you know, it's John Michaels Jewelry in 1331 K4 <laughs> We sell jewelry. We'll help yeah. you. We do repairs. We do custom work. We love you. We buy estates. We buy jewelry. We do all kinds of stuff. If you got a question, just call and ask me. If you want to come in and see us, come in and see us. If you want to hang out in the store and look, come on in. It doesn't cost anything to try stuff on. 
you can walk around with it. If you need layaway, we can do a layaway. If you need a price adjustment, we can work with you. If it's something you need for a gift and you know, you're not sure what to buy, we can sell you something and you can bring it back and do a switch in the store if you don't like it. There's a million ways they're helping you. There's a, I mean, that should be how every business is. It's not, but that's the way we run. We're pretty open and business. I mean, we're not stupid. We know what we're doing, but you know what? You know, you come in, like a lady came in and with an engagement ring and needed it size, but she wanted an engagement ring to wear. So we gave her a couple, we have beautiful silver Moissanite rings. We gave her one and she wore that while we fixed her ring. I didn't take any money. I don't want any money. She came back. That's she cool. loved it. We cleaned the ring back up. We polished it, sanitized it, and we, you know, put it back on the floor. I mean, right. you know, you have to, this world is full of hate and fear and everything else. You, we have to figure a way to overcome it. We're small yeah. businesses. We see so many people every day, person to person. Yes, we may not see the same volume that Walmart sees or Target sees or one of these other big stores, but you also don't get the personality. You also don't get the personal experience. You come here, we see so many people every day. It's our job to lift them up. It's our job to, you know, make them feel like, you know what, there's somebody when they walk into a store, not, not, not just a, not just a customer. They're, they're not customers, they're clients. They're people that we want to develop a relationship with. We want to help them. We want to do the right thing. It's, a, it's different when, you, when you're when you dealing with a small mom and pop than when you are with a big box. Yeah. It's just the way it is. For sure. For sure. Well, Bob, I, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, either website, phone number, or get on over there. And I know you shared the address, but but share all your contact info. So. Okay, so you can, you can contact... You can contact the store at johnmichaelsrocks.com. That's our website. You can contact us through the website. We'll get the email. My private email is my name, Bob, B-O-B, Lanzieri, L-A-N-Z-I-E-R-I, at gmail.com. Feel free to contact me on, on there. I don't mind. The store phone number is 239-549-2099. We're here Monday through Wednesday from 10 to 5. Thursdays and Fridays till 7, Saturdays till 3. My private cell phone number, it's a New Jersey number. It's 908-501-0565. If you feel a need to contact me afterwards, if you, something happens, you need to get something, just contact me. It's not a problem. It's 908-501-0565. I live six minutes away from the store, ten minutes away from the store. Um, you know, if I can help you out, if you need something, you know, an emergency or you forgot something or you forgot a gift or you know, whatever, anniversary, whatever, just call me up. I mean, I'll, I'll come in and do a private showing for you. It's not a problem. Uh, where, uh, what part of Jersey were you at? I was, well, I was born in Brooklyn, New York yeah. in 1962. We moved to Staten Island, New York in 1967. Then I moved to um, Brick, New Jersey. All right, sure. Yeah. And um, Rob was born in 91 around that time. And then um, I moved to Lakewood for a little while. Um, then, I moved to, then I moved to Cape Coral. My grandmother's been in Cape Coral since 1979. How about that? So we, we've, we've been coming here. And Sal used to own a place called Sal's Pizza here in town in the 90s, early 2000s. That was, you know, renowned for their pizza and stuff. So <laughs> we try, man. And you, only, you only get – listen, there's an old saying, you only live once. And it's not mm. true. It's a lie. You live every single day. You only die once. So yeah. it's better to live every day. Like it either was your last day or your best day. And if you're not, then you're already dead. So why waste the time? If you're not living every day to live, then you're already dead. If you're living in fear, if you're living in, mm -hmm. in anxiety or whatever, 
for, for whatever reason you think you may be there, you're already, that's it. You're, you've given up, you've given up your right to enjoy yourself. And I don't know why anybody in their right mind would want to do that, whether somebody tells them to or not. I mean, that's my philosophy. My, my philosophy, you know, a famous philosopher once said, you must unlearn what you have learned. Hmm. That's okay? good. And that would be Master Yoda. And that was from 1977, 1978. <laughs> okay. But when you think about it, Certain things that you hear and people hear are meant to hear at a time. It doesn't matter who's delivering them because spirit works in many different ways. You don't know who's going to deliver it. And sometimes you just hear a line and it catches and it stays with you. Well, that line stayed with me because many of the things that we've learned throughout our lives are not true and they need to be changed. Like smoking is good for you. Like menthol smoke is great for ladies. Like, you know, all this other stuff that they like red dye. A 12, I think it is, is really good for you. And it's not. And cigarette smoking is not good for you. So we... Yep, yep. Well, that's it. Well, that's Bob, I, I tell you, I thought we were going to record a podcast episode today, but instead you, you took us on a journey, man. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate great. it. Thank you very much for giving us the time. I appreciate it. You got it. Best of luck there. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.